Hey, welcome. Today we are talking about inner child work and like how you might go about doing that and doing that in a way that doesn't probably offend you. As you read this title, you were probably in total agreement. Like, why would we even do this? Seems like a lot of work for a whole lot of no payback. But what I talk about today really is just the benefit of doing that and kind of the reasons why you might go there, why you might retrace those steps. And it doesn't even have to be like, oh, I'm going to sit with my inner child, even though me and her hang out um, more than we used to. But I used to be very passive, aggressively angry at the thought of finding my inner child. Um, And so if you're in that place, I totally get and feel where you're coming from. And I'm kind of walking you through how I dipped my toe in that water um, without offending my own principles (laughs) on the subject. Um, And if you have experienced that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I swear it's not some crazy look back at like meditating and seeing her. And while my work has developed to that point, you know, this is a great starting point if this is still something that kind of shocks your system. Um, This is a great way to just start doing that work without completely crossing over um, to the other side of finding your inner child. I want to bridge that gap for you. And we're talking about that today. So let's go. Hey, welcome to the death of a dream podcast. You know, this whole journey, the entirety of this work really was based on this idea that I had shown up in life feeling fine, feeling just fine about my life. And I had decided that fine wasn't good enough, that I wanted more. And more than anything, I decided that I wanted to live life on my terms for the first time ever. And season one, the very beginning of this podcast, of this daily journal podcast of what a journey out of that place looks like, season one really explores a ton of different paths to what was meant to be my destiny. And now we're moving into season two and there have been twists and turns that I could have never expected starting this a year ago. Starting to just show up and ask questions. And if you want to start all the way back in season one, you can start there. If you're starting a journey, it's a great place. There's a lot of exploratory vision work that happens. There's just a lot of movement through understanding myself better and understanding what I even wanted my terms to be. Now that we're moving into season two, this really becomes sort of the coaching portion of walking, walking that dream taking those first steps, some of the things that might happen to you, some of the things that have happened to me as I explore and move into this new path. And so it's really just meant to walk along with you. If you ever needed someone to hold your hand, you ever needed a community to support you changing and challenging and growing, that's what we're here for. We're here five days a week to help you keep growing. 
that's what the Death of a Dream podcast is all about. We're so grateful that you're here. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. This really is just a little moment in time where you can spend time with me, where you can spend time reflecting on your life and where you want to go and what you want to do and just start asking all the questions um, while also unraveling a story of someone else's recovery from the death of their dream. So welcome, welcome to your own greatness. Without further ado, we shall ground ourselves in all of the greatness that we bring to this world, that we bring to ourselves, that we bring to everyone, serving the entirety of the world. Um, hmm. Well, my great thing, so many amazing things. Um, you know, it's it's really amazing when you start to look for greatness. It's so much easier to term things that like, I just throw out greatness. Like it's, it's everything because it is. And I think for a very long time, you know, the most significant part of this practice is not only growing confidence, but also making sure that you're recognizing the amazing things that are happening. You know, I've talked about how I felt like my whole life was kind of built to this moment where it was supposed to be this big thing and life had been set up in my childhood as, you know, like a three month build and to anything. And life just really isn't like that. And so this is more about recognizing all of the amazing things that happen in between all of those spaces, because most things build over time but it takes a significant amount of time, more than the three month windows of time that we are built in um, normalcy in. So uh, my great thing is if you're on video, you can see this, but I got an addition to my shelves back here and they've been kind of lonely and seemingly forgotten. I definitely, duh, found my Charlie Brown Christmas tree, which we most certainly made puffballs for, which then set off this like, puffball wonderland where we made all the puffballs. Yesterday I came downstairs and my husband was making puffballs with the girls. I mean, we are like a puffball making wonderland. You won't even believe how much yarn is stuck in the bottom of my floor, but I am so here for it. It has been so much fun to hand make Christmas gifts. You have no idea, or you probably do because you probably hand make your own. And okay. So my great thing is this N. I got this amazing N from one of my listeners and she, she, it's not just like she found this N such that she was walking in a thrift store, um, or like a secondhand store. And she saw it and was like, Oh, this is yellow. Oh, and it's from a thrift store. So like, this is just so spot on. And what I love about secondhand shopping or even um, small shopping is like, they're not the masses, right? This isn't, 
usually it's like, oh, maybe, a, gosh, I was looking at a retailer this weekend and they're like, we made 40 more of this thing that we keep selling out of, but like, that's it, just the 40. And so what I love about that is just, you know, it's such a smaller window to get something that's so perfect. And I think it's just so much more fun because it's just, it's all by chance. So anyway, she was walking through the store by chance, happens to see this yellow thing, happens to be at a secondhand store, happens to just pick it up and she shipped it to me. And the more fabulous thing is that it shipped and it got here even before it was supposed to, I think it was supposed to arrive on Monday and here it is which like shout out to anyone that's doing any sort of package delivery sorting like y'all are doing amazing work i'm just saying um my dad who was a postal worker most of my life uh used to come home just like beaten during christmas but like i can't even imagine it's gotta be 10,000 times worse this year. And so if you're doing that work, that is the work of the Lord. Keep it up. Amazing. Um, and like what a testament that that package, which certainly should have been delayed because it's like holiday season people. Um, and it wasn't, but knowing Erica, she probably rush shipped it because she's just like, a beautiful soul in this world. And I'm sure she just wanted me to have it and, you know, get something wonderful for Christmas. And she's just such a blessing. So this, this end, this is my great thing, you know, having, putting out there reasons for people to love you or hate you is probably the hardest part of this work because oftentimes it is both extremes. People are either all for you and all in and support you and like just want to love you or they're all out and they can find you're you're literally putting out there like feed for people to hate you and you know just reasons. And I think on the flip side of that you know, the people that you do find that love you know exactly how to love you and find ways to just surprise you, support you, and just spoil you. And that definitely is what this N is. Like the fact that you're just walking through a store and happen upon something, you know, this yellow, it is, for those of you who are not on video, it is a yellow N um, that's kind of distressed, but like so on brand, so beautiful and secondhand. So even more on brand, I can't, I can't even with this in. Um, and so just the fact that someone's like out there in the world and cares enough to be like, you know what, this made me think of you and I bought it and I shipped it. And it's like a crazy time of life right now. So for someone to take that time, like how amazing. And that's happened more than just this one time. There have been just a, a ton of gifts. And I think, you know, people, people knowing how to love you, um, is just such an amazing gift. And it's, it's, it's such a risk, right? Because like I said, 
both sides of that coin, when you're putting out this much information, people can hate you for it or love you for it. Um, but I find the love to be so, so, so much better than any of the hate that stems from it. So it's just all about paying attention to those energies, ridding the ones that aren't serving you and, you know, calling in the ones that are. And what a beautiful testament to that. So my great thing is, boom, we have some more shelf swag. I'm so here for it. This has been like a slow, beautiful build. And I have always just wanted these shelves to be so reflective of what this is, of who we are, and how, you know, we present this podcast and the show. And so I know that all things that are meant to go on here will just flock and come in good time. Um, I've been asking for it. So I know that it's coming. I know that there's a very specific item that's going to be placed on this shelf soon. I have requested that it come. Um, so we'll see. We will see. Uh, that's my great thing. Go ahead, take time for yourself, for your own great thing. You are great. I know that it's hard to say. I know that it's even harder to like acknowledge yourself for, but I'm just saying if you don't do it, no one is going to. Okay. And even if they do, even if they are and you're going, oh, you know, people say that I'm great all the time. I really don't need to do that. Even if people say that, even if people do that it is never going to matter. Sorry, I had to get something. It is never going to matter as much as when you do it for yourself. You have to get in the habit of it. You have to be able to do it. You're going to be called on. People are going to ask you what great things you are doing. And if you haven't practiced saying it, it's going to be hard to do. Trust me. Even as you first got started with your great thing, the first step, just writing it, seemingly painless, but still hard to come up with anything. Um, I, I practice this with um, any team that I coach. And, you know, those first couple of times that we do it, it's painful, right? But it's just about consistently showing back up. Over time, it gets less painful. Over time, they get real excited to come share their great things because they're not being asked that much probably. Um, and so it's, it's really important for all the reasons that I just told you, but more than anything, you know, just for you, for your own self growth, for your own self love, because that's where everything starts and ends. And okay. Enough on the great thing. If you're not doing it already, I don't, what are you even doing here? still? like you got it. It, it just starts there. It really does that's like the stem to all things beautiful and and more than anything like how often are we loving ourselves you know outside of a mask or a bath or something just very superficial which like all those things are wonderful but bottom line like what are you doing for yourself to continue building and growing yourself mentally right but like we go to the gym or we don't we eat food or we don't or we do um like this is just a mental confidence building exercise. 
that's going to be important. And do not say like, oh, I opt out because, you know, I'm old and we're past our time. Like, no, 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 no. First off, there's never passed a time. There's a chance that you've had to wait for your arrival, but it is coming when it is due time. And for some of you, overdue time. And you deserve it. So do it. Enough said. Okay. So today we're talking about finding your inner child, which is like some term that I would have found so offensive three years ago. Um, definitely five years ago, I would have certainly poked fun, made passive aggressive comments at it. And so I wanted to, to just test, like, how do you find your inner child? Is that even important? And for me, you know, finding my inner child now, like we sit a lot closer, me and her, <laughs> Hannah in the yellow jumpsuit, we hang out quite often. And one of the ways that I brought her back was by giving her what she was asking for. And one of those things was like yellow. Can we please put more yellow back in? Because sis, you've gone monotone. This is gray. This is cream. This is like, we need color and big, bold, bright color and your love, right? Like bring back the yellow. And as soon as we started bringing back the yellow and putting that back in and just letting ourselves see it and be it, right? Be yellow. Um, I would start to, to find her and she would tell me what she wanted. And I get it. Like, it seems so silly. Like really find your inner child. Huh? That seems like an exercise that I could quick, quickly skip past. No big deal. And that's really one of the most important clues. And this is what I'll tell you. So in order to find her, people would say like, just go back, think thoughts, just, you know, think about her favorite color. Think about things that she used to love to do. So, right. We bought a bike. You were there. That was some inner child work, um, on a deeper level. And we got a bike. I started to figure out or, or think about things that I used to love to do. We got outside more. We went for hikes this summer. Like we did just a whole bunch of just like soul retrieving work, a lot of inner child work of just like retracing my steps. And what I found is those steps tend to leave clues and you can start to think deeper about who you were and the things that you did. And so one of my favorite thing, since I love reading so much, um, was to trace back like books that I held near and dear, very near and dear. And there, there really were only two books that I could ever remember. Well, okay. I really liked the Junie B. Jones books. That was when I was really little, like first starting out to read. Um, and I got those my daughter got for Christmas last year. We kind of read them. She kind of thought that Judy B. Jones was too silly for her. I think we missed our window because <laughs> that bitch is hilarious. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Um, anyways, she's too cool. She is her father's daughter, in fact. Uh, so one of the other books was The Giver. And I read that and I've talked about that and how, how important that was. And the last book I just talked about recently, and I was lucky enough to receive said book um, for Christmas from like 
my mother-in-law who just like gets me on a deeper level. I can't, I can't even really explain it. It's just like, have you ever, I don't remember when it happened, but there was this moment where like our, I think our souls just like clicked together and started hanging out all the time. Like we wouldn't even be in physical spaces together, but they were just like, Oh, Hey Jill. Hey Hannah. We're just, Oh, we're just chilling. Anyways. So she got me this book and I read it this weekend and here's the thing about finding your inner child and why it's important and not hooky kooky at all. If you're trying to figure out what you want to do, this is such a great place. Um, go back to the things that you held near and dear. Some of them like bike riding. That was just like about allowing myself to enjoy something, you know, that wasn't necessarily something that led to a clue. Um, but when I trace back the things that I revolved around, the readings, the things that I found really important, I started to sense a theme, right? And this theme will likely shock you. Um, but the, the common theme between all of the readings that I trace back from my childhood um, other than Junie B. Jones, not sure. I think that was just about being silly and like having fun. Um, but I think the the common theme between all of these books that I read, all of the things that I held near and dear, so even movies, like we rewatched movies that I used to love, um, TV shows that I loved, and books. Every single book, story, movie seems to have this same theme and these are these these are only in the things that I like could not get enough of that I was obsessed with you know those things those toys um my American Girl doll was a Molly Molly doll um and she had a specific story and so she her I brought every where? Everywhere. I loved her. No one loved the Molly doll. Like she was the nerdy one with glasses and saddle shoes, but I was so here for her. Also saddle shoes, saddle shoes. I wanted saddle shoes so bad, but they were like $20 at Payless. And so I never got saddle shoes, but in first grade, you better know that I wanted saddle shoes more than anything because I wanted to match my Molly doll. Anyways, that's a whole side point. <sighs> So the common theme between all of the things that I was attracted to that I held near and dear when I was little was this thread of someone having it really tough, being told that they couldn't do something and then overcoming that and guess what? Living their dream life. I'm not kidding, right? And every single story is like that. And it's so funny because you think about how that inevitably is the narrative, hopefully, <laughs> of this podcast. Like, that's not, that's not something that I could have planned. That's not, I did all this research and then I started the podcast because I knew that that's what I was drawn to. That's me uncovering this as we go. And I just read this story this weekend and it just kind of was like the final 
the final clue to this is like every single thing has this same exact narrative, right? Like started from the bottom, now we're here type stuff of like true grit and think about it, you know, maybe I had to read and understand this story so that I could figure out that. So I had so many stories that just served me and proved and like showed me over and over and over again that my dreams are possible. And if, if these people can overcome this, you yourself can overcome anything. And so I think that it's, it's twofold, but I think most importantly today is like the, the worth in finding your inner child is, is not only to like, just start enjoying something. I don't know if we've all lost this idea, but there is this really important part of life that just is pure enjoyment. Like, yes, you are actually supposed to enjoy your life. I, I know, I know that one's tough. I get it. It's still tough for me, right? Like there will be days where I'm like, well, I can't, well, we're just going to sit down and play Yahtzee, which like, guys, Yahtzee, <laughs> there is no better game to me. <laughs> it's more math than I openly feel comfortable with, but Yahtzee. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Like, should I just sit and enjoy this moment? Or should I do those dishes? Should I wash that laundry? Should I X, Y, and Z? Yeah, there's always going to be a list, right? Lists don't really go away. Um, but you should, you should, you should enjoy it. And so once you go back and you, you kind of retrace your childhood and you start to bring some of those things back, maybe it's riding a bike or a scooter or rollerblades, please get rollerblades and please send me a video if rollerblades, which like, oh, I should get some rollerblades. You know what? Maybe I'm just talking to myself. Um, I used to choreograph the most amazing rollerblade dance, um, like I don't performances in my driveway with the like motion light on to 702 where my girl's at from the front to back. Hey, are you feeling that? Put one hand up. Can you repeat that? Try to take my man. Anyways, that would be me just rollerblading in circles, but doing like weird dance moves. Um, so maybe I should get some rollerblades either way. That part's just the fun part. Like just let it out for a second. It doesn't have to be all about work. It doesn't have to be all about like, just enjoy. Like when I get on my bike, you know, we went back and forth. Are we, are we just getting a cruiser? Are we getting like a mountain bike? Are you going to get serious about riding a bike? Like which level are you on? And I was just like, it's just a crew. Like, I just want to enjoy being on my bike. I don't need to do any work about it. It's not about getting a workout. It's just like, I just want to enjoy riding my bike. And that was like a really hard concept for, for people to grasp. They're like, oh, okay. Okay. Right. But like, that's it. Anything that has to do with rechasing childhood, it's okay for it to be silly and frivolous and whatever. It's about like 
being able to recaptivate yourself in that moment. And the amazing thing is it starts to like lead you back to those things. And I didn't even think about the book, Hannah, until very recently. And that's just right. This retracing, this wanting to go back there and wanting to rediscover her. And the most beautiful thing is you start to find like, what if every book that you read was about, I don't know, animal suffering. And you start to realize that like your job maybe as a, I don't know what you're doing as a teller. Um, gosh, that was a bad one. Sorry. Your job as a librarian maybe just isn't really serving you the way that maybe working with animals would, maybe working at an animal shelter, but maybe you were told, hey, you got to get something steady, working for a nonprofit, never going to get you anywhere. Don't, don't do that. Don't chase that dream. You know what, just do what makes sense, what's hourly, what's going to like provide security and guidance. And so you ran away from that dream, maybe. But as we start to rediscover who that person was, what those themes are, you know, yours may not be as blatant as mine, um, but mine just, gosh, it just serves me and makes the most sense, the most sense that it could ever make. I can't, I can't even. Um, and so I think that's the power of it that's the the beauty of it. It's like, you can be running for so long away from all of these things, right? For me, it was like, there was always that question that I was always asked people. And I'd always have those conversations. Well, what do you even want to do? What do you, what do you like doing? What's your dream? Oh my gosh, what is your dream? And I can't even tell you how many people I've asked that question over the years. And then it was just like, but Hannah, what are you, what are you doing with that? You find that so interesting. And Hannah, what is yours? You're talking to all these people, like their dreams matter so much. And you pump them up and you get them to go after theirs. And what are you still doing here? Nothing, not chasing any dreams not, not doing anything. Can you even answer that question? Right. And so that was the start of all this work. And so much of that work has been about just like retracing those steps, going back and finding those things. The amazing thing is there's so many clues there. Like I didn't ever expect there to be, but there was Everything that I have read and rewatched and like re-experienced has this common theme of someone being told that they couldn't do something. And you think about that. And I, I wonder if my seven-year-old self clung to this book so hard because like the main character, I was told that I couldn't do something. And probably right around the time that I read this book for the first time, you know, I was told that I couldn't do something and I just wanted to believe that I could. And so maybe ever since then, I just clung to readings that would tell me otherwise, because my reality certainly wasn't.
and you know what a what a beautiful beautiful thing and how wonderful that books exist to help people out because I'm sure that this was like a saving grace after being told that I couldn't chase my own dreams um while I was optimistically like handling that very publicly very well I know deep down in my soul like it it shattered a little bit and I'm sure that this book gave me hope it didn't obviously save me but I don't think it was meant to I think it was meant to just continue the idea that I was worth it, that I could chase something. And even though I wouldn't wake up to that until much, much later on in life, I think that's the most beautiful part of everyone's story. Your time comes when it comes. The story is like beautifully built for you to continue champion and find and the biggest challenge is to survive, you know, and just keep going and keep finding and keep discovering. And so, yes, finding your inner child is so worth it. And you don't even have to do it in a crazy way. Like, go back, find the books you read, watch the movies you watch, watch the cartoons you watch. You don't have to spend an entire lifetime trying to find this inner child. Um, Maybe just a weekend, take a weekend, play some games, do some things, read some books, whatever it is, and just see, right? You need a big enough collection of things in order for you to be able to develop a theme, but just see if you can find anything that's reoccurring. Is there a reoccurring theme here? And then just keep those clues together. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? change the world. Hey, want to check out more on the death of a dream and on me, your host. Uh, you can head over to hannahness.com. That's where you'll find everything, everything that there is to know about me, the work that I do and about where the death of a dream comes from. We have blog posts there. You can sign up for the newsletter, which is basically just a guide on how you navigate through the things that we talk about every week. So head over there. You can also find all of my beautiful guests over on my Instagram. We have YouTube. We have the book. We got all the things. If you want to connect, you have questions, you need more help than we've given you on the podcast, go ahead and head over there. I'd love to connect with you.